0: Hello everybody, welcome to String The Fat with Mike. Um, this, evening, this evening I've got a really interesting uh, guest, his name is Amon, and he... Was once offered to be on the show and I turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. A, 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 little, a little while ago, but he's he's turned up anyway. I've left the cave. You still have a beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Left the cave, yeah. He left the
1: cave. Yeah, I felt kind of bad he offered, I'm not sure how... I think we sort of agreement, and then I sort of pulled out the last minute. I did that before haven't I, I think was it that with uh, me or yeah I... with that music video? That I was meant to help you out.
0: Oh God, that oh, hurts me to Yeah, it was. It was uh, I don't yeah. know. We're talking about months and months. I'm a new man ago. now. You're a new man. All right, pound. Oof, but just... what I wanted to hit you up because I know that you're 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 an avid um, follower of, of or you, you study philosophy. Yeah, undergraduate. Undergraduate, um, third year undergraduate. Yep. Um... And I kinda of wanna explore what philosophy means to you yeah. and what yeah. which philosophical um, pathways you've chosen to take. Yeah. I can definitely yeah, I can definitely tell you
1: why these things interest me, But firstly I'll tell what one I first want to do philosophy. I yeah, always man. thought you know, when you I think you know, get the, the common sense idea of philosophy, you imagine the guy with the bed, you know, the Gandalf, the, the Dumbledore, the really wise the guy. Nature. The Nietzsche. <laughs> oh the Nietzsche, yeah, no. that's a little bit... Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the archetypal of, <laughs> I'm thinking of more posit- I'm thinking more positive ones. Oh, Come right, on, okay, Nietzsche. Okay, okay, Nietzsche okay, is okay. a wonderful philosopher there's so much to say about him. He's real backwards anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, I thought so I, I philosophy, you know, look good on my C V. People think I'm real smart. If I took philosophy, I'd feel smart and I'd get this real ego this real um ego massage sort of, you know. Wank
0: off, wank Yeah,
1: yeah wank gesture there. Um did that twice now. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> uh uh and um, and and that's initially why I took it, you know. Philosophy is something and you get it and you understand it and it belongs to you like a physical object, like money, in a sense. Um, philosophy, yeah, you know, something that you can own. You say, I'm a philosopher and now I'm wise, that sort of thing. Totally wrong idea of philosophy. And I'm still learning that too, as well. But it's been a really humbling experience so far. There, so yeah.
0: so from, from, from when you initially yep. decided to get involved with philosophy yeah. um, at tertiary level to where you sit currently, what's yeah. changed?
1: Um, it's just the fact that, broadly speaking, philosophy doesn't give you answers. It raises more questions.
0: Yeah, I think it's the same with most things. Yeah, most Should, things. There's, oh my goodness, there's actually, there's a complex, oh. and I, I can't remember the name of It's like. Oh, Edipus? Oh, my God. No, 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 it's, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been proven, but yeah, when you first uh, engage in a particular field of study, yeah. whatever it might be, yeah. you, you learn all this stuff really quickly, and you go, fuck, I know this thing. You yeah. know these things. Yeah. And then what happens is yeah. you keep learning, and then your confidence dwindles because you realize <laughs> just how much yeah. you actually don't know. Yep. Yeah. So you re- you think you perceive your knowledge to be nothing yeah yeah you know
1: that's the thing um philosophy is a bit like that but it's kind of inverted because you get the a when you recognize what you don't know whereas if science is something like that you you might you might say you know you did a really good experiment, you got really good conclusions you get an a and that's counted as a common sense of knowledge and philosophy it's the opposite the more you don't know the higher the mark you get the more the more critical about things you are yeah yeah Yeah. so and 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 sort of layman's terms the more you can spell. More mysteries associated with philosophical questions like ethics, metaphysics, you know you know who we are sort of thing um the, the higher your mark is the the the, the more're you're, you're, the more you're engaging in, in in philosophy so it's like the opposite of science in, in a certain sense yeah it's yeah, a, it's, it's what we call a, a thinking man's philosophy is more of an armchair sort of thing you't do go out and be a philosopher you know like, what do you do I'm a philosopher what do you do armchair sit in armchair and you think?
0: <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, well, at least I hope that we all do that on some level. Yeah. But anyway, this evening you've got um, a yeah. particular philosophical yeah. problem.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I just just to get this out there, when we think of philosophy, it's all about problems. Um, you're paying for a $600, $700 course you have to do a problem in the theory of knowledge, which is to say, problems with how we. Uh, think about knowledge. We want to say we have knowledge. There's lots of problems with that. Uh, you pay a lot of money and you work out there's more problems and they're probably unsolvable. Yeah. And the, one of the papers I've taken is the uh, mind body problem. And you think, well, why is that a problem? Well,
0: you know, when you think of the human being. So, Wayne, it's just just so our, our listeners know, yeah. the mind body problem. The
1: mind body problem, All yeah. Right. Tell us about it. The mind
0: body problem, huge problem in
1: philosophy. And um, basically, we're going to raise our arm right now. We're going to do an experiment. You're going to choose to raise your arm, and that involves two things. It involves the thought to raise your arm, lift it upwards, and it involves the bodily action. And you think, well, yeah, common sense. You know, the common sense thing is that we've all got, you know, know, we've got a thought, we've got a desire, and we act out that desire with our bodily movements. And um, philosophy wants to say, well, what is a mind and what is a body? Because philosophy is all about pulling things apart and understanding the nature of things. And when I think of nature of things, like the nature of the body and the nature of the mind, mm-hmm. we want to know what it is to be a mind and what it is to be a body, and we want to know the relationship between the two. And that is what the mind-body problem is. tries to think about. The relationship between the mind, whatever a mind is, and the relationship between the body, whatever a body is.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, I mean, so for example, um, looking at it, looking at... For instance, you
1: look at porno, you imagine an image of a hot chick and then you orgasm of the you know the, the discharge of semen, bodily fluid. Yeah. And you think, well, what is the nature of the mind and how, and how does that relate to, to the truth to of to the body? Yeah. So you think of the mind, well, I'll start with the body. Philosophies, philosophers aren't really concerned about, it seems pretty obvious what a body is, you know. Um, even the listener would think, well, you, you know... Atoms and bones and organs and that sort of thing. That seems pretty common sense, what a body is. But what is a mind? And um, Descartes, um, he actually said, um, Well, we've got we've got a mind. We think of whatever a mind is, is anything that's not in the corpse. Which is a pretty dark way of thinking about it, right? So we know what the body is, roughly, fundamentally. It's something that occupies extension. It's physical. And it's, um, you know... You can see it, you can touch it, you can interact with it. But the mind is anything that's not in a corpse. So, things like thinking, feeling, consciousness, that sort of thing. So, we've got, on one hand, we've got the we've got the body, which is the physical thing, and we've got the mind, which are always mental phenomena. And we want to think fundamentally, what is their nature? Um, okay, so we've got that in mind. We've got the body and we've got the mind. We've got the different natures. Um, and philosophers want to think. Well, what's the what's the relationship between these two, and why is this a problem? So, is there a problem? Well, yeah, clearly because it's yeah, a mind body problem. And we're going to focus particularly on one particular problem. Um, we think of the mind when you. This is this is a question to the listener actually. Now, when you think of a desire, do you do you go dig a hole for that? Oh desire? Do you, think you dig a hole? Can you hold desire? Can you hold thought? Can you can you get? Can you measure thought? Does does thought have mass? Does thought does thought have weight? Um, what
0: do you think? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I I don't see this as a problem. For me. You don't? No, I don't. Good. Uh, this good.
1: This will drive our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, okay. Well, then no. I, I'm going to ask you then, yeah, and you can it. you can be you can be like the listeners here. Yeah. Okay. I will, so I will advocate
0: on behalf of the listeners. Yeah. Of the listeners.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say to you, um, if we can't find, I'm going to let, 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 let's give you an example. The thought, or the desire, or the belief, that when the light turns green, you go forward. What mm. is that? What can you say that is, and what is its nature?
0: Well, you can see it as a bunch of symbols. Symbols. The Phenomenal. thought.
1: The thought, is, the thought is a phenomenon. Well,
0: you see, you can see a physical representation, or, or um, the symbols yeah. representing um, an action. Yeah. Which is to say. Okay, so green equals yes go, now it's safe to do so. Yep, therefore good, good. therefore that is why I don't see it as a problem because they're one of the two same things. Yep. So when you when something goes green, for example. Yep, travel light goes green. Yeah, you move through or you You, you, you see it? You it. understand the okay. physical components of what's happening around you with yep. regards to an intersection for okay. example. Yeah. So that's why for me Yeah. I don't think it's much of an issue because we're looking at um, our interpretation of the world around us. And I know that's yep. going to bring up a whole bunch of the questions.
1: Yeah, but, yep, but I've, got a real, I've got a real specific question. Yep. You've nailed it. We see a physical thing, we get the understanding. Yep. What is that understanding? That und- and what is the nature? What can you tell me about that? What do you think the understanding is, that desire? What is, what is desire as a mental phenomenon that we can't see or dig for and search for? What would you say the nature, fundamentally, of that thing is?
0: Okay, so, uh, I, and this is where we get, like, deep into this shit. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to keep asking you this, like, define yeah. nature to me. Um, uh, what would you say it is? Fun, uh, when I
1: say it is, um, desire. Because, I mean... A choice, decision. The decision okay. to, to um, put your foot down on the accelerator. That is a decision.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll give you, funda- I'll, I'll angle this really close. Where does that decision belong? Or would you say the decision to put your foot in the Where does that belong? Do you
0: think, uh, in regards to like the men, uh, the body mind problem? Yeah, yeah, it's both suppose. because it's 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 yeah. it's I mean, like okay, so for example, when the decision that you make to move forward through a traffic light, yeah. is predicated on it's, so many different elements. Yep. Yeah. So but it's, it's a, a it's it's a mental decision though, right? It is, and it's also not okay. and what way
1: would you say it's not a mental decision?
0: Because of the fact that we know, yeah. that um our decision can lead to some element of physical harm. Yeah. And so if you look at it like that, you go, yeah. right, um, okay, if I were to go forward, yeah. then that's going to leave me with some sort of issue, or yeah. some sort of potentially an issue. Yeah. And so we know that... Yeah, I get
1: what you're coming on too. So you're saying that thought is just a function. It's an input and output. Sort of thing.
0: Well, in a, sen- in a sense. In a sense, I mean, this is yeah. why I, this is why I think they're really this is why I think they're linked. And before we talked earlier about yeah. what it is, you know, yeah. I think there's a there's a um, a disconnection between the mind and the body, which yeah. is what you're talking about. Or yeah. What is the relationship between the two? Yeah. But I actually see it. Okay, good. This I, is good. I yeah. see it like slightly differently, which is okay. to say that like
1: yeah,
0: every time you make a decision, yeah, it is always. Predicated on some sort of physicality.
1: Oh, good. This is yeah, right. Okay, that's really interesting. So what Mike's saying is that there is no mental phenomenon. There's just our words for our mental phenomenon, like. But well, it's it, it actually just it actually just denotes what it actually denotes is what you're saying. It's just yeah. physical causes, and then in the physical causes like um, the traffic light turning green. I've seen it, and that bumps around in our brain. You say it, the brain. Yeah, I mean, but the other and the, the physical thing, in the well, brain is- says. Hold, hold on a second, given this is this, this, and then we're going to output this, this sort of behavioural action in response to that. Yeah, so it's all physical. I mean, but... <laughs> Would you say it's all physical? No, I wouldn't, because no, good, at, good. The,
0: at the same time, you can actually like reverse yep. the whole thing around yep. as well. Yeah, And you could say, well, I don't know yep. what it is that's going on, except my understanding of yep. what it might mean yep. to move through, say, a red... For a yep. red traffic light, yep. which I know will cause me harm because that's the way that my thought has, yeah, has, has, um, yeah, can see that the symbols of what's going on here, yeah. So then there's, you know, the other yep. side as well. That's yep. why I think so, they're both like, they're both it's fundamental, one within the other and one without the other. It's, it's a lot more, I don't okay. know, I just, I don't see it as an. An issue in the yep. same sense that you might.
1: Okay, it. right. That's good. So we'll talk about the relationship between mind and body. Please. And you don't think the relationship is an issue? I'll give you a reason why what? it's an issue. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the issues why I think it's an issue. When I think of when you think of thought, desire, you know, you see the traffic light, the physical thing, and it goes in your mind. And you understand that that's a rule. So you make the decision to go forward when it turns when it turns mm. green, or if it's just you know it's orange and you think put the fucking pedal down. Yeah. Mm, we all did that yeah um. Silence. Uh, <laughs> this is thought. this is thought. When I think of thought, I think of the understanding, that decision. I see that as something that's non-physical. right right? You see it somewhat different? no I no, see- no no no. I, I, yeah, I, see, yeah. I
0: see both at the same time. Man. Oh good, but about when you well, are- hold on to that then yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's good. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah.
1: that is really good. you see it both at the same time. I see it as the thought is non-physical. And I'm trying to understand how something that non-physical can incorporate something that's non-physical. Very simple, really. How can something that's non-physical, like our thought, mm. interact with something physical in our, in our brain? Right. Fundamentally, that's the issue. Right. Yeah. Um, so the desire or pain. I punch myself like that. I feel the pain. The pain might be a brain process, a physical brain process. But the, but the process of, you know, the firing of nerves in the brain is different from the actual feeling of the pain. I believe, I think that that pain is non-physical and is spiritual. It doesn't occupy extension because okay. you can't see it.
0: So there's, okay, so mm. there's, there's, that's what we're getting at. There's because that yeah. is, okay, so insofar as you're concerned, Aiden, yeah. um, you're talking about, you feel, okay, so the physical process, you, yeah. you do see it as something quite different from the mental. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to see, how, I, I can't see how they interact, and it's unclear how they do. Because how can something that's non-physical, which is completely, which is the opposite of physical, how can you have two different things... Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah, how can you have two different things interact, really? I mean, would you like to call in? (laughs) Yeah, but really, how would you you find something that's
0: non-physical, like, thought, that we can't find, how does that interact? And by the way, I'm just going to put a little plug here. If you're listening to this, and you're not on chat, hop on chat and let us know what you think, because it's deeply, deeply, deeply interesting stuff. Enlighten us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... All right, well, I mean, okay, so the thing that I'm getting from the way that you describe this problem, the mind-body problem, yeah. is that you do see a differentiation between the mind and the body. I would say it's obvious.
1: It might sound arrogant and mean to me, but I think it's obvious. I, I can't see how you can't see it. No,
0: I... I, <laughs> I okay, and this is the way that I see it, though. Okay, so for me, the mind-body problem isn't a problem. It's just the way that it is. Right, and whenever and, and I, mean, I know that it's dangerous to say that it's just the way that it is because <laughs> that's based on like a thousand million assumptions.
1: Yeah, like the assumption that we have our own mind, the or, assumption or that a minds body. a thing. Yeah,
0: all of these sort of things. Yeah. but if if, yeah. if if you want to be um, okay, so fuck, I just remembered how a car
1: accident. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did that thought come from, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I. I I see. Okay, so for example, without without one or tother, then yep. it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um and so if you can look at it and go, right, well, if I didn't have a bot, to, to go back to your um intersection scenario again. Yeah. Um, if you didn't the physical a, seeming to cause the mental. Yeah. Yep. If you didn't have a, if you didn't have a, a body to be able to react or to implement to your mind, then it wouldn't be anything. Yeah. And much just say. Would we'll just be
1: mind, and that's which, nothing. That's just phenomena. Well, yeah. So you're saying the two are interrelated.
0: Of course they are. Well, they
1: sort of have to be. Okay. What about okay? What about a, um, what about an ant? Yeah. Can an ant say to itself? Oh, I love I'm going to make a decision.
0: Or was it purely physical? I had this fucking... I had this conversation with my flatmate... Did it lean to a full-on argument? <laughs> about two weeks ago. How hey, was that, mate? It Did leave into a full-on argument? No, it didn't. Good, what, this is... Because he, he was that, he was arguing... He was arguing what I am arguing. But I'm oh, also good. arguing the opposite of what I am arguing. So it's, it kind of gets a little bit complicated. Yeah. But I said... I, to... I said I, I asked the same question. I said there was... It was actually, like, literally not joking. There was a... um There was a... What do you call it? A little... Those little green... praying mantis. is a praying mantis. Yeah, good. Oh,
1: there's so many of them around now. Yeah, like I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's,
0: we've got like a pet couple of them around, <laughs> our, around yeah, our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always <laughs> guaranteed. But he was... Uh, well, I was asking... Um, are they just sort of a mechanical or biologically mechanical being that has yeah. no idea of what thought is? yeah. Yeah. Or are they something which can actually, on some level, um, engage with and on some level, and I yeah. say it I could stress, be primitive. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah, I stress that. Yeah. Um, understand what it is to be, say, for example, standing on glass as opposed to standing on um, rocks, for example. Yeah. And he was saying, "Well, yeah, yeah, that's they, a good point. Yeah, I mean, and going. and he was saying, he was saying, um, yeah, they they of course they would know. Like, it's probably like deeply, deeply primitive, and they don't really understand what those things are. But like, what it is is it said that like, the their um external stimuli, yeah, affects the way that they behave, yeah." And yep. so, what is the difference if you if, and and this is the, 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 the point that I put across to you is yep. So, for example, with, with a with a, a praying mantis who stands on glass as opposed to ice yeah, their external stimuli yeah, all the stimuli yep. them, yep. might affect them in a particular way yeah. And and can turn, that be applied to, to, to humans?
1: Yes, that can. Fundamentally, we are anim- if you thought with f- fundamentally we are animals, but the thing is with humans is that we could, this is the key issue of the mind body problem that us from Prey mantises. Right. Pray mantis um, responds to stimuli and in turn has a set of predetermined behaviour settings. Um, I say predetermined because it can't um, it's limited. We've watched its behaviour. Yeah. And so far it's only limited to certain predetermined options that you can either do this, 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 based on what it encounters, physical causes. Right? And that turn has physical sort of output. But the thing is as humans is we can actually be otherwise. Yeah. Um, I know we can. I can choose to abstain from having sex if I wanted to. Yeah. And that's not something a praying mantis can do. It follows its nature. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing is, humans seem to be unique. That's the thing. The mind-body problem describes the uniqueness of human beings. Um, Well, put it this way. Could a praying mantis say, I know I'm a praying mantis? Does does, does a praying mantis have the concept of stars? Does it pray Mantis has the concept of grass? Did it say that is grass? Does it pray Mantis have the concept of um of the sun and rising and
0: in... I don't think it does. Yeah 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 totally, what do totally. You think? No no no, I think I think that you're you're one hundred percent right. Concepts are not but even physical. For for the sake of this yep. this radio show, and yep. this isn't to say that I necessarily agree with this. Yep. But all of the all of the uh, consciousness that we do have is always predicated on the fact that yeah. we have a mind and a, a physical thing.
1: Yeah, we have a mind. Okay, and what sense of the mind are we talking about?
0: Well, we have well, okay. We have we have the physical capacity, which is to say, our brains. Yeah. In order to good uh, brain and, is and central and, and, to this yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? And, and by the way, you know that this isn't necessarily what I think. But oh, I'll that's be, fair I'm Arguing this for the oh, for good, fun. no, good, good. But we have the. Physical capacity, yeah, to say yes, I am a human. Those yep. are stars, and um, there are potentially like an infinite amount of universes, which of course a pre-mandus would never be able to good. say. Okay, so we've got the cons-
1: We've got the concept of a star. So we're now we will we, yep. we'll link down to what you we, good. We know, yep. So they good. We do what you said is exactly right. Empirically, we do have the concept of a star. Empirically, yes. But then this is and this is where where does I, that concept belong in the brain? Well, you tell me, man. Well, that's the thing. Is the problem is, is that if the con- a concept of a star is not a physical thing, though. Concepts are mental yeah. in, in the sense that they're not spatial. Yeah. We, don't, we, we see a concept of, of a table, Yeah. thing with the four legs and that sort of thing, and then that in turn is what organizes the concept of a table. When we see another thing with four legs, we apply that concept to the, to the table and it, and it sort of constructs our world. Yep. Very broadly, very basically, it constructs our world. So, that concept might be a might be a brain state, it might be a certain electrosynapsis in the brain, mm-hmm. but that doesn't describe what a concept is. The concept of a chair does not belong in a, in a synapsis, because when you see the object of that synapsis is a table, in very broad terms, a table is not a set, a set of fine neutrons, because the object of the firing neutrons is a table, yeah. and you—it's beyond that. It's beyond that, yeah. yeah. So where does that tableness belong? Yeah. And I say that is non-physical. Yeah. Because it doesn't occupy extension. Um. It's not. I, I can't see it as a brain process because we are aware of the object of the brain process, which is a table. Yeah. So we can't link tableness to. We can, we can link our sensation of seeing a table to a brain process, but we can't link the object of the table to a brain process because we are aware of it. Right. And we become aware of the object, not the brain process. They might correspond, but if we want to say that the brain process causes the image of the table-ness, the mental image, We have to find a physical account of that table that we see in our minds. And science does not say that that thought of the table occupies extension. And that is very deep, but did you follow it? (laughs) No, totally. I did. I
0: did entirely. Is that what you want to hear? No, I mean, like, I... Is it too complicated for the (laughs) viewers? No, I think the way that you put it was, like, lovely. Yep, And I... uh, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. Because play the devil's I, advocate. I, I, I do. I agree in in, in a lot of all the way that you you you, yeah. you you put your argument across.
1: So basically, what I'm saying is that the physical side of things can't account for the mental objects and our awareness of them, and it's unclear how how consciousness can arise from a physical world.
0: Right. Yeah. So how how we get to the like the concept of tableness, for example, yeah, yeah, coming and, from like the idea of just being yeah. around tables or being around like yeah. packets of cigarettes and and, yeah, and, I'm, and a cigarette. no, I'm not smoking cigarettes. No, 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 I'm smoking cigarettes yeah. That's my that's my cigarette. Um, but let me just let me just let me, let me, let me again like play devil's advocate yep. and, and say hey look, okay,
1: first down uh, to who are uh, what the devil's advocate is. That's um, so I've just been a nuisance when they don't have to be.
0: No, no. And no the- <coughs> it makes it makes for good fucking radio because yeah, someone's someone's gonna someone's someone will be thinking what it. you're thinking and, too. And, 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 and by the yeah. way, as I said earlier, this is not necessarily what I think, but yeah. let's just put it this way. Yeah. Given the fact that um, our like whether or not you think about tables or tableness. ness, yeah, the concept of a table, yeah, the yeah. concept of a table or table itself as a yeah. as a tangible spatial element which occupies space. Um, I don't think it does, but yeah but well, let's just let's just like okay let's just move forward through yeah, this yeah. these, these terms mm. um given the fact that our brains can and this is what you're getting at earlier but i want you to get to the point yeah i think yep. i think you're moving to hone, towards, hone in yeah 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 but what i'm saying is okay yeah. so given the fact that like there is something physical between our ears yeah that can comprehend these things yeah surely it's just a manifestation of a physical component of our being.
1: That we don't yet understand, so so we're giving it non-physical properties. And also also the idea of...
0: Absolutely. And also the fact that there's that, like, um, oh, by the way, uh, the idea of, like, concepts such as multiple universes...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They can never be materialized in a way that we could ever understand.
1: Yep. Just going back to what you said about um, um, the fact that um, it's all in the brain, and that's a really good point, because what the materialists will say is, just because science cannot prove yet why the brain can account for these mental objects yeah. that don't occupy doesn't mean to say that it won't be able to. We might find that thought actually has got mass, and we're just yet to know. It.
0: Good work. We got someone yelling at our windows. Yeah. Hang on. Oh fuck! Are you right? Hey, buddy. Are you? I'm in the middle of a radio show. Yeah, well I'm gonna pause and come out. Report? Yes! Are we recording? Yeah. yeah. It's red now.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's meant to be.
0: Oh, it's meant to be red. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't know what the time is now. It's a lot later. But post Chris and Emma hanging out, we were talking What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, double got <clears throat> we spoke about it's unclear how
1: science can, pro, um, can can progress and explain about the, our, our mental objects like the, the concept of a chairness. Mm. it's unclear how science can actually do clear that but just because just because we have a mental phenomena um, like mental uh, just because we, we, we have uh, these ideas of concepts of chairness. Just because science can tableness, tableness, Yeah, tableness. Yeah. Just because science cannot yet say cannot yet account for the that, that introspective awareness, that visualness of tableness, does not mean it can't. So in in many ways, my theory is a cop out theory. It's saying, Well science can't say this, therefore it must be non physical, there must but actually maybe there's a plausible explanation. Maybe we might just be able to say, Well actually, put it this way. Here's an example. It's called wonder tissue. What? Oh, sorry. Yes, be, that. Okay. Wonder tissue, right? You've got a bird. Yeah. Um, you've got a balloon. What? You've got a hot air balloon. It can fly. Yeah. Uh, it can float. Um, and we've got a bird that can fly and it can float. I know what it must have. Since we don't know why it can fly, it must have wonder tissue that can make it fly. And um, if you have it, you can fly. And if you don't, you can't fly. And that's a bit like, um, what is wonder tissue? I don't know what wonder tissue is. I know that if, um, if a bird has it, it can fly. And that's a bit like my theory. Oh, we've got the brain, we've got mental phenomena. Um, what is it? Uh, it's a non-physical substance, and if you have it, you've got mental phenomena. But hold on a second, let's step back a little bit. You've got the bird, flaps its wings, it exerts kinetic energy, and it can fly. So, it's not actually wonder tissue, it's not a mystical tissue that makes it fly, it's actually there's a mechanism behind it, a physical mechanism.
0: So, wait, hang on a sec, just to pull this back a little bit, yep. this is actually a critique of your own. Yes. Okay, yeah. so yeah. we didn't. Um... Yeah, so
1: I'll, I'll, I'll make this crystal clear. I'm saying I, I first argued that um, science cannot quite account for our mental objects, um, it might be able to, there, there might be a correlation between a brain process. But the brain process is not the mental object, right? And I've made that assumption and said, well, just because science can't account for the mental object means that we've got this non-physical substance that interacts with a physical mind that gives us a mental object. Um, and I've paralleled that with uh, with an example with a bird. Um, you might be um, with with a bird. Uh, we might not know how a bird flies, so we say it's got mystical wonder tissue that makes it fly, when actually it's got a physical reason it can fly, flapping wings. And I'm applying that example with the brain example, whereas that there might actually be a process that we're not aware of in the brain that actually gives gives us this, this, this mental awareness, and we haven't got this magical sort of spiritual thing that's giving us these non-physical mental awareness. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah. In real terms, though. Yeah. And this is to just to play fun. Yeah. What are the own criticisms that you've got?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Of of the mind body problem. The mind body problem. Okay. So given that I've given an account of, um, you see, you see a chair. You've got the chair, and so you can close your eyes and you can picture an image of the chair. Sure, there's a brain process that might correlate with the sensation of you seeing something, but the object is the chair, and it's unclear how that finer synapsis actually gives you that, that actual object.
0: Think of wax, for instance. Okay, here we go. Another example. Let's think go. Of,
1: another example, you think of wax. Um, you think of the shape of a wax, of a squareness. It's got four sides, but you can get a, you can get a flame and you can burn the wax, and the form goes... But we've still got an idea of squareness, and it's unclear whether, and it's unclear whether the firing of a brain, a brain synapses gives you gives you the idea of squareness. It seems squareness is a concept that is not physical. You can't see squareness. You can you can you can take a wax. You can take you can take a chair. You can take the form, but you can take the matter. But you can you can take the form away from the matter. You can take the squareness out of the wax, and you can make the wax into a liquid, but you've still got squareness, you can, and you can apply the squareness to the wax when you harden it. So we've got these concepts of squareness. Um, you've got this introspective awareness of objects, of sensations, like the object of pain. I'm having a sensation of pain, and the object is in my foot. It's unclear whether the brain process... The brain processes, isn't in your foot, right? There's no brain process in your foot. The foot's the object and it's unclear and it's very unclear how science can ever account for these objects. Um, My critique of my theory
0: Yes, this is what we're after. This is what
1: we're after. um, Is how is it then if science can't explain it how can we explain how something non-physical like the mental objects how does that come into my mind? How does that come into my mind? How does something that's non-physical, that can't be be understood by the physical sciences, because remember there's non-physical, how can that non-physicalist be accounted for in the brain? Because they're two different things. It's like water and oil don't mix. So how the hell can something that's physical interact with the non-physical? In fact, there's actually um, the scientific doctrine called the causal closure of the physical, Causal closure of the physical, and um, that's another um, that's another um, counter argument against my theory that that um, the that, that the mind is um, non-physical. If the causal closure says that everything in the world has a physical cause, and if it can be caused, and if a physical cause is sufficient, there's no need for mental. Right, and um, it's unclear how how you can. And if and if a physical cause is sufficient, it's unclear what, why we need a mental cause for something. It's like going back to traffic lights, what you said. Yeah. So basically, it's going back to that function, there's a physical cause and it has, an, and it, and it has an effect on
0: the brain, and that brain has output behavior. Can I ask you this, man? Yeah. Do you think that right now? Do you think that right now? The oh, what? Should I say it?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. If I should.
0: Say it. The argument that you put across. Yes, awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, are we good? Yeah. I don't know. There was a bit of a mechanical malfunction. Why does this stuff matter to you? Like, why do you give a fuck? And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. asking something that yeah. you know. Yes, as as a listener, you might be listening to me going.
1: Backwards and forwards, there's a cause of the physical that says, science says that everything's got a physical cause. There's no need for mental causes. No, 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 no. Yeah. Pull, pull that back, pull that back, pull, pull that, back. that back. Pull Why that back. Why does that matter to me? Well, put it this way. There's, on one side, if everything's got a physical cause, then everything we've, everything that we are, all our decisions, have got physical causes that are outside of us. And then mean, that means there's
0: no free will. Right. Yep. And so why does it matter to you though? Because it's got ethical implications. Okay. And what are those eth- ethical implications? And I'm not talking about the philosophical implications. I'm yep. talking about how it directly affects you.
1: Um, I want, want to be able to go outside tomorrow and say that I've got a choice and what I do. Yep. Basically, that's it.
0: Why can't you just say things are what they are? Um, I guess there's that. I'm sh- just, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm putting it yeah. down to really basic, basic terms, but I'm going to do this anyway because yeah. I think it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite poignant. I think. Yeah,
1: um, that's a very good point. I'm, it's unclear how I can answer that. Um, it might just come down to this egocentric drive, some evolutionary thing that happens in us, and it just makes us overly aware and want to, and want to account.
0: But, for it. but pretty much no. Yeah, basically every single person yeah. has got these sort of these same has, has or asks these sort of questions on some level or another. Yeah. Yet most people just, and I'm just, just I'm not, I'm life. not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not advocating for sort of dumbing oneself yeah. down to a point where they can just go, uh, things are what they are." Yeah. But I want to know why you can't do that.
1: That is a very good question. Um. Um. And I think that I separate there's 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 your life that you live there's the life that you live. You go out every day and you take it as it is, but there's another part of me that thinks that that wants to understand, that wants to piece things apart, being has been overly analytical. And um that brings me to a sceptical sort of argument, um, where um As a listener, you might um, you might want to say, um, "How do you know something?" You know, you're at a pub or whatever, or you know, you're, and you and you want to say, "Well, how do you know something? How do you know something to be true?" Um, or someone has a claim to knowledge. You know, I saw a spaceship the other day, or and this is when we can weave it into everyday life. And you'll say, "Well, how do you know? How can you hold claim to that knowledge?" And you'll give them a reason, and hopefully it's a good reason. <laughs> hopefully, anyway. So this is what we call epistemology, which is a real fact, which comes from the word epistemy, which is a Greek word for knowledge or how we know something. Anyway, knowledge. Knowledge is related to the mind-body problem. I'll relate that back shortly, but I just want to get across um, scepticism and why and why on one hand I take life as it is, it is what it is. But on the other hand, there's 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 a knowledge and there's the an so, analytical side
0: of it. So there's, I mean, like, epistemology is really like this is one of my yeah. it's my fun subjects. Yeah. You can't take it too seriously you for can't. me because so you get I really mean, skeptical. No, yeah, because because you you question everything yeah. all the time. Yeah. For me, epistemology is this. It's just going. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. And how how uh, how would you feel yeah. if I said knowledge required certainty? What would you uh, listen? Uh, I'm going to say knowledge I, requires certainty. I, this is going to be a thought experiment for the listeners. Knowledge right, okay. requires certainty. What can you say you know for certain?
0: The answer is nothing. For me, the nothing? answer is nothing. No, exactly. But what have I said? This? But but no. The, the, here's, here's, here's my rebuttal to that. Yeah. Because I can say well, okay. To preface me saying I don't know anything. Yeah. In certainty. Mm-hmm. Um. Is just go okay. Well, these are things that I may or may not know. Yeah. Therefore, um, I know nothing. That, yeah, but that's but that's like, but that's actual. When you say that in some sort of authority or some sort of certainty, yeah. then of course you're sort of like the whole thing moves on itself. Yeah. Yeah, and so therefore, yeah. and so therefore, yeah. it's just like nah, it doesn't work. No, nah, it doesn't work. And I mean, I, I, yeah, I, this is the reason why I both love it and I hate it. Yeah, this is the reason why it's so much fun for me. Epistemology is 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 is, is the idea of knowledge and, yeah. and what is true, and,
1: right? And and what, what under what conditions can we claim to be true? Yes. Exactly, and, and so that just gets
0: circular. Exactly, it is. And how and do so, you know that?
1: Well, then how do you know that? Well, then how do you know that? Exactly,
0: like, exactly. And I think, and ex- exactly right. And so if 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 I look at it, and this is the reason why. Um, I both love it and I hate it. No, I, I'm, I'm much more love it than I do hate it. Um, <laughs> but you can't ever say anything with any certainty. Therefore, nothing you can say is, any, is has got any truth. Therefore, I'm going re- be-
1: re- to... Re- okay. So yeah, you yeah, said yeah, that you can't say anything with certainty. I'm going to write this back to the mind-body problem. Okay, And go. this is why I even... Even though despite the scientific evidence it suggests that consciousness arrives out of the body and it's unclear how we can understand how non-physical things interact...
0: Here we go, here we go. Here's a big big point. Here's a big point.
1: Have you ever heard of I think, therefore I am? Yeah. Every time you say that, you are absolutely certain that you exist as a thinking thing. Yeah. Where is thinking? Does does thought occupy the physical world?
0: I have my own thoughts, but I'm just going to cop out and just (laughs) say along the lines of the listeners and say, of course it does. Good, thank you for that. That that drives us forward. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning,
1: do you have to look at... Listener, people listening to this, you wake up in the morning, do you have to look at your body and think, oh, here I am, I found myself. Do you do that? Do you look at your body and think, oh, God, I'm here. Do you do that?
0: Every day, man. No, don't.
1: My point being is the fact that we don't need to look at our body to identify ourselves as I. There's a non-physical aspect to our our mental life, the I-ness, the me-ness. And I think, uh, and as soon as I I think, I'm asserting the fact that I exist. And this I-ness is not dependent upon my body. Because in the morning, I just need to think that I exist without looking at my body. You just close your eyes now and think. And you can actually say that I-ness... Meanness is actually separate from the body. There's, there's no eye ness in the leg, there's, so there's that eye, and that is what I can't get my head around. And that is one thing that I don't think science can can fully. Well, I
0: mean, I think. Okay, so I'm just, I'm gonna advocate for. So all
1: I can know is I think, therefore I am. Yes. And does it tell you anything new about the world? All it says is that you think, therefore you are, and that this whole world. And all I know is that I see this, this, this. Real fancy Sennheiser microphone in front of us.
0: <laughs> nice. nice. I
1: see this 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 fancy microphone in front of me, and I know that it might not actually be there. But all I know is that I see something, and it doesn't logically guarantee it's there because, um, because I might be on drugs right now. Someone
0: might have stuck me on the drugs. But yeah. my my okay. So like okay. So, we, so do do you like um? But obviously, ex, ex, exist existentially. Yeah, you gotta what you're doing is you're questioning all these sort of things.
1: Yeah, right? I'm questioning whether you exist because I know I've got obvious evidence that you actually are right there other than the fact that I see you, but that doesn't logically guarantee you're there.
0: Okay, well, let's, let's, let's push a little bit further and this is probably something that I can talk um, closely with, to, yeah. for, I don't know. Um, what are the existential complications that happens well, when I mean, when you when you think about and this is the stuff actually actually right here at forty oh two forty three minutes this is the stuff that I really want to get yep, to yeah what are the existential complications when you think like this because they're not easy things to fucking deal with
1: exactly and that is the thing and I think that we've all kicked our I think we've kicked the bucket when we said that knowledge requires certainty because that means that we can't claim to know anything other than the fact that here we are thinking and I assert that every time I think it. Um, we've all seen The Matrix. Um, you've seen how that the brain can be manipulated. And it seems plausible. Um, and it can manipulate the, the physical world that's not actually there. But it can't make you think that you're... It can't make you not... Clear <laughs> that thought away, sorry. But look, look at The Matrix, that sort of thing. And it's... We don't... And that's the amazing thing about this. Despite... No, no, it's right the, the thing, yeah, yeah, sorry. Despite knowing that we can't really know anything... I, I can't prove to you, or the listener, I cannot prove that it's not the case we're brains in a vat. Mm-hmm. And because I can't do that, I can't be certain we're not brains in a vat. Mm-hmm. But I still go around life living as though, and I presume everything as though what it seems to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the wonderful thing about humans, is that despite the fact that we can think of always intellectual arguments, despite that, we still go on there's something it's still hardwired to go on to presume everything, and it's like wow. And can you imagine what it's like? What would what would it mean to, even though we can, even though I can th- logically say within the laws of reason might not be plausible, but I can logically say that there could be a demon right conceiving me, and I'm actually a soul in a, in a magical little bubble, and he's conceiving all this. But there's a function of human beings. And that thought of scepticism, it's unclear what f- that function
0: has in our life. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, go- that's, that's exactly right then. And that's exactly right. So the question is to you, yeah. mm. what is that function? What is the function of scepticism? Because yeah. I tell you what, I tell you what it's, it's driven, and this is just me talking yeah. frankly, Yeah, it's driven me mad. It's driven yeah. many other people who have thought about these sort of things mad yeah. to the point where some awful things happen. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Are they? Do they serve a purpose in any way? And it's a, I mean, I mean they, they, like, they can't let's, be let's, answered. let's let's, well, let's, let's yeah, let's we'll big just kicked ourselves in the bucket. It's like it just reminds me back to God and and the Genesis book. God said, "Don't eat the the, the apple of truth," and it's like we've we'll eat the apple of truth, and we all know basically what it is. We can only know that we know nothing apart from the fact that we think and that we're aware of things that might not be there.
0: Yep.
1: And it's like, we shouldn't have eaten that apple of knowledge because now we know that we don't know.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah,
1: yeah. it's like, we'll kick the bucket. But the function, and it's interesting, and this is why I think there's something quite religious, quite, quite not, not spiritual, but something real special about humans and that we're able to reach these limits of reason and we're able to use limits to see how much we can actually know and how much we don't. And it's real humbling in a way, and it's also very pointless, and it's also very, yeah. And it's it's how do I put it? It's yeah, um, it just it's what I call intentionality. It's something about humans that we're capable of this reflection, and we're capable of that, and that just seems like a wonderful trick of nature. It could be God. If it's not God, what a cruel trick of nature! What mm-hmm. <laughs> what a what a, what a what a what a cruel trick of evolution! It's going to create these really intelligent beings to survive, but we've gone a little bit too far. and Now they're fucking
0: aware of their existence. See, I mean, I, I've okay. So my maybe we my... should
1: and maybe we should just suppress that,
0: you know. And why well, this, this is a, this is a good point, man. Because what I was going to say is one of my one of my flatmates. He is. Oh my god! You need to. And I'm going to do another plug here because this is, I seem to do this like every other fucking week. But yeah. listen to my earlier podcast.
1: Yeah. Because he has a philosopher too, yeah? Be interested. No, 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 no.
0: This, that was the other guy. That oh, guy's right. got a lot more reason behind what he talks about. But yeah. my other flatmate, my, my other flatmate's name is Paul Frettenborough. Yeah. And he's an American. Everything that he does is justified by some amount of like um, cause, reason, um, yeah. materiality. That's that's what sort of like that's how yeah. he wakes up in the day. You know, he's a locksmith, for example, right? Yeah. Okay. So he deals in mechanics. He deals with unlocking things. Yeah, In a weird little, in a weird sense, absolutely. And yeah. so there's this there's this way that he sees the world, and he, what he would say, and I'm just because I've yeah. I've spent so many times talking with uh, so much time talking with him, yeah. is that you know we're all just fucking like brains and people and all, yeah. all these sort of things. Yeah. And, and, and whatever like element of, of, of consciousness that yeah. we attribute to ourselves, yeah. never forget the fact that we're just brains and yeah. and organic matter, like yeah. flapping yeah. around the universe. And my, yeah. my, my brother, Jeremy, yeah. he has the same sort of like, ...view, yep. and we've gone to a lot of arguments... ...and yep. I don't agree with that... Yeah, ...but what would you say to something like that? We're all just people flapping around in the universe... ...I, I think
1: that's very valid... And, ...and because we don't know what it's like after death... ...we, we know that we, we're fairly certain... ...that we're going to die... ...and I think that there's that... ...that mortality... ...that fuels these sort of things... ...and I'm going to bring that closer... ...and there's that... ...so there's got, we've got the mortality... And it's like we're trying to find. We're trying to answer the why question. That's what it comes it's down to. Justification. And even if there's not, we're still counting on asking why there's not. Yeah. yeah and yeah. It just, it's just, yeah. And I think, and many times, there's that wonderful human resilience to carry on surviving. And even though we're unclear, and I think it's just wonderful that we don't know everything. And could you imagine a world where we knew everything? And it would just seem, and it just seems like it's better that we don't know things, and it's better, and that we, I, I see it as a journey more than anything else. For if once we've got this knowledge, we know everything. What now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's this real sort of sad double-edged sword where we don't know anything. There might be nothing, but we're going to try and find out anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, and that's like the philosophy of mind as well. How do we account for these non-physical things? or is it possible even? And. And, yeah, and that's why we have universities and people paying a lot of
0: money to find the problem. So, given all of these things, given um, your sort of predisposition to think about these sort of issues... Unfortunately. <laughs> well, you know... That's how it goes for a lot of people. But yeah, yeah, do you... I'm just asking these things in in a, in a much more sort of uh, personal personal way yeah do you think that for you there's any way to overcome it in a, in a way which makes you satisfied about these sort of issues
1: i th- yeah and I think that I'll just say something about philosophy is that a lot of the time people think philosophy is something that once you get it you've reached it and that's it you' you're enlightened but I think that you got to see it at the end, at the end of the day, um, in terms of knowledge and that sort of thing, and, and the problems and the limits of human reason, I think we have to see it as a journey. And I think that sitting in an armchair and thinking about these things won't quite get you there. You've got to bump around in the universe, and you, I think there's experiences you can you have to experience. You can't experience an experience by sitting in an armchair. You've got to actually go around and bump in the world. And just and just as as a last thought experiment, we all just close our eyes and know that when you close your eyes we have actually no evidence to say that the world is still there when when, when it's unobserved. Close your eyes and say, Not even science can prove that. Um, and isn't that wonderful that, that there's that unknownness to to us that, that just waiting to be painted. Or, you know, succumb to.
0: Where do we paint it, where do we succumb to? But I tell you what, I want to ask you one last thing. Yeah. What's your song? You got a song for the evening.
1: Oh, um,
0: um, We've had all sorts of songs. We've had all sorts of songs. So you can play whatever you like. Um, Make sure it's long, too.
1: There was, yes, there's a theme to this, and it was it's about... It's
0: not like, it's not like, a, what is it, uh, what's that song, um the theme song for Lord of the Rings or oh anything? god fuck no
1: no this is a this is a a song that's poetic um and it's a theme about time and we spoke about journeys and it's called Death and the Healing by Winter Sun Death and the Healing oh, no,